0: Hello and welcome to Behind the Counter at the Flyfisher, a series that aims to give you guys an insight as to what's going on behind the scenes at the shop. Come along for some shop talk, fishing reports and general fly fishing banter. Welcome back to episode two of Behind the Counter. Today I'm joined with the same crew as last week, Andrew, Max and Ross, and we're going to sort of follow the same format and give you an update on what's going on at the shop at the moment. Um, we've still got some continuing sales, some exciting new products... And we're still missing Forbes. Yeah, we're still missing him.
1: Forbes, it's we, tough. We yeah. miss you, Forbes. Forbes Linderman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, where has he been our whole life? Yeah.
3: Come
1: back, Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> he missed a busy day in the shop today. He yeah. sure did. He'd be he'd be on the floor already napping. <laughs> 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 he didn't want to go home. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he's allergic to that tape gun. <laughs> Unlike you, Max, who was a bloody hero today on that tape gun. Have you ever used one so extensively?
3: I was just about to tell you, you've just, just about run out of sticky tape. That's how much oh, tape no. we use today. I no. did reload More the guns. Today. <laughs> More packing <laughs> supplies required. More ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, thanks guys for getting behind the latest promotion that we did on a Sims Dry Creek pack range, um, being the the sling packs and the backpacks, it was a, an amazing response, and uh, you all cleaned up, got a got a great deal, I think, and um, yeah, hopefully they're going to some some good homes and will be well used and uh, well loved.
0: And is that continuing continuing that sale? Or? A, there is a few things left.
2: Yeah. Yep,
1: yep. I think we're nearly out of the riparian camo and the backpack. Yeah. Last um, one as of right this second. Probably gone in the next ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It won't be there by the time yeah. this goes to. (laughs) When this (laughs) publishes, there will be nothing left.
2: Uh, But anyway, so don't go ordering that one. Tan's the better colour, anyway.
0: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Um, So, what have we been doing lately? We've still got the free waiter and boot combo going, although they're really running out now. Yeah, three
1: pairs left, I think, before we um, of the size tens before they're out. So,
2: oh, don't say size ten. You know, maybe yeah.
1: Anyway, we don't want to create demand for size 10 <laughs> when <No>. we're <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah.
2: If you'd want any other size than size 10, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're a fairly generous sort of sitting, uh, fitting boot, I should say. So um, if you're a 10, probably order a 9. Uh, if you're an 11 order the last of the size (laughs) 10s or if you're a um, a 13 order a 12 but um, yeah there's a few left that promo won't go forever so come in grab yourself a pair of waders and get a $300 pair of Vision Tosu boots
0: for nothing. Um, And another sale we've had going on for a while that's flown under the radar is the Vision sunglasses. They're 100 bucks, $99 at the moment. Yeah, and every
1: range, every glass down to $99. Yeah,
0: and that's they're really, really good value-for-money sunglasses. Like, if you're spending $100 on a pair of sunglasses, they're the ones to buy. Definitely. Yeah, no, good optics
2: from them and um, nice lightweight frames and, and just if you're one of those guys that maybe loses the odd pair of sunglasses or isn't inclined to look after them, um, then maybe something that's a little more... Uh, disposable like those uh, is a good idea or, or a even, good backup yeah, pair backup too. Yeah. pair in the, Leave car. In the
0: yeah, car that's true you don't you're want it. to forget your sunglasses there is nothing worse isn't it no it's terrible and we've all done it yeah. idiots if yeah. you're
1: going on a trip you know you're going overseas on a trip buy a 100 dollar pair of sunnies chuck them in the bag as a backup mm. you probably will use them that's yeah. the thing <laughs> or someone that for- loses luggage will want them yeah <laughs> no that's right that's right
2: yeah or even at this time of year when it's overcast days feel like you you rug up you put the beanie the gloves everything else on and you get out on the water and then you're like oh sunglasses that's yeah not good because a lot you know it's low light so they're, they're the last thing you think about so yeah
0: that's right anyway always good to have a spare pair and the fly tying sale continues
1: it does not for much longer though we're talking about doing like mystery box so I'll have yeah. three different types of mystery box. So if you spend twenty five dollars, you get a mystery box of a hundred bucks worth of fly tying gear. Fifty bucks gets you two hundred dollars, and a hundred bucks gets you four hundred dollars worth of fly tying gear. But you're not really sure what you're getting, but you're getting a bargain. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: As we touched on in the last episode of Behind the Counter, there is a lot of this stuff and. It is. It's run out, you know. So we're going to bag up some stuff and uh, and offer it at a price that you just will not believe.
1: And um, that's four hundred dollars worth of sale price. So it's probably more like six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a big retail. box.
2: Absolutely, it'll be like Christmas when you're unboxing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. What else is going on? You've been you just been in, been away for the weekend, Andrew.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have. Um. I and myself and my wife Lauren went down to Tassie uh, to check out my shack down there that's um, actually I hadn't seen it since it, it's had a fireplace installed now. So it's at this time of year maybe a little more uh, habitable um, and looks fantastic. I'm wrapped with it uh, and also picked up my boat that I keep down there to bring back to mainland to sell. So if you're in the market for an American-built uh, scout, um, Sportfish 160SF, give me a call. (laughs) I'll ring the shop. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it was good to get up to the highlands and um, had a bit of a float around Little Pine Lagoon. Uh, Little Pine is chock-a-block full. I've never seen it so full. Uh, I believe it was about a foot above the the wall, so it's spilling at the moment. Um, Some really good fishing I've heard around the edges there, Uh, you know, fish coming in and and feeding on on probably tadpoles and smelting and doing all sorts of stuff. So um, it is fishing well. I, you know... As I said, I had Lauren with me, and it is—it's uh, hard to have a non-fly fishing companion and do those sorts of trips. And I gotta say, to me, it, it just—it hurts, you know, like just that juggling the time that you want to spend fly fishing. Whilst also uh, trying to be considerate, trying your very best, I tried so it, bloody that's hard. That's like going no fishing idea. with Forbes <laughs> Enderman. <laughs> 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 got to look after him <laughs> out there. <Yeah. laughs> he doesn't really want to be there. Help him put his pants on. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, Lauren, she she has. Uh, incredible patience um yet i could see the in her eye that she was um maybe rapidly losing that patience and so it was just an hour or two here and there i I painted the idea of, of floating around little pine as a great opportunity to have some lunch like why would we just, you know, sit at the shack and have lunch when we could do it, floating around Little Pine Lagoon? But yeah, it kind of went down like a, a lead balloon. So <laughs> inevitably I was on the water, I felt rushed and, you know, I think my first cast just like turned into a bloody bird's nest and I had to chop two flies off and it was, it's just not a great start. And anyway, so... Are you I've, sure that's not a reflection on your actual fishing ability? Uh, definitely maybe (laughs) (laughs) i think that's it or maybe i just can't perform under pressure so competition (laughs) fly fishing won't be for me it's been nice having you here (laughs) 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 Uh, anyway um but yeah it was uh good to get over to tassie um it was just a, a short four days spirit of tasmania and um, you know i would love to have you on board as a sponsor spirit of tasmania for, <laughs> for, my, for my next sail over um because god you really know how to charge but uh, <laughs> got got the boat back and um did some some nice walks the weather wasn't ideal uh we walked up to liffey falls if you've got a non-fly fishing companion with you in tassie and you want something fun to do liffey falls is well worth the visit um was able to polaroid quite a number of fish in the river there um, that were actively feeding. So that was cool to see, and naturally, I didn't have the the rod with me. Um, is there
1: like two waterfalls there? Like you can. There is. Box. Yeah, yeah. Have I've you seen it? Yeah, I've been there and walked along the wooden things that are next to like the wooden yep. walkways that are next to the river. Yeah, heaps of trout in there. There is. Little rainbow. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and
2: stunning. Like it looks New Zealand. Like the yeah, color of the water. Big fish yeah. or no? I reckon stream fish. Yeah, I yeah. can. I'll show you photos and video actually, but um, I reckon they three quarters of a pound. Probably. Oh, yeah. So are like not right fish. Yeah. But you can, the water's so crystal clear, yeah. even after rain, because you're yeah. in the upper reaches, yeah. it's, it's just gin clear. Um, so you, you could actually get a good idea of the size of the fish. Um, but yeah, nice walk to do, even in weather that's not ideal. Um, we had a bit of a look at Huntsman Lagoon as well. Like Huntsman, it's a lagoon. Yeah, pretty sure it's Huntsman Lake or lagoon. Don't quote me on that. Can't remember. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> um 50, but it's 50. it's high. It's the the headwaters of the mean, Meander, yeah. Um but yeah, good shallow bays in there for walking around. Uh hooked one fish and lost it there. And then noticed that same look in Lauren's eye that I saw at Little Pine Lagoon. Um mm. but time to go, <laughs> <laughs> time to go. exactly. <laughs> um but that, you know, talking about I guess uh fly fishing with non fly fishing companions have you guys ever had an instance where you've had to you know call it early or like is it just me that's feeling this well, pain at the moment
0: or i was lucky enough to go to early beach earlier this year and be guided by john Hankey, fantastic guide i'll give him a quick shout out cool. but i actually went away with my partner chelsea and on the last day of our trip decided to book a guide and disappear for a day um so met john at our resort at Eight thirty, we're on the water by nine. Had my first fish by nine fish by ten, and I was back at the resort by about eleven. <laughs> so you can do it <laughs> if you do it right. So the windows are short. The windows are short, but I made it happen. Yeah, um, a full day is just yeah. You know, not, I think not to be expected. Maybe. And teeing up with a guide lets you maximize your time when you're on holidays. Like you're gonna be there, you're not gonna be pondering around, finding somewhere to fish. Yeah. I'll go answer the phone again. <laughs> oh, gosh, <laughs> this is, this is going to happen every
2: time. We, yeah. We're going to have to start recording these things early in the morning or uh, after close maybe. But um, anyway, thanks for calling. Again, love saying that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I did, um, I've done two trips to Tassie with my partner Sam. Um, first trip was only a few days and I did get a guide out of uh, Hobart that took me up to um, Penstock. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was left uh, in Tassie for one day. And then we did 10 days in the Land Cruiser in the rooftop tent. And um, she was amazing. Um, but I must admit... <laughs> still is. Still is, yeah. Um, she, she did it really well, especially just, just living out of a car for 10 days in a rooftop tent in October in Tassie. Mm. Um, um, but with yeah, you? With me, yeah. <laughs> it's with a brave me. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we, in between the fishing, we did do a lot of the touristy stuff, the walks, went to that waterfall that you went to and um, did the staircase, um, done the whole East Coast and the West Coast and went oh. to Queenstown and all those places. But yeah, it, to be honest, uh, fished probably every day and it was almost fishless, the trip. Just didn't, yeah, give it the time it deserved.
2: That's the thing. And once you get going, like if the fishing's good, that's probably the worst thing that can happen. Mm. You just lose your mind and become so fixated on the fishing and they know you're not thinking about them. Absolutely. No, that's it, it.
3: Happened to me on New Year's Eve many years ago, uh, fishing on the Dalatite. Uh, a friend and I snuck out and the girls were back at the house <laughs> and the fishing was amazing. And then we, we ran into the local guide who was also the local cop and uh, offered us a beer. So 8 o'clock turning to 8.30, turning to 9 o'clock, turning to 9.30... <laughs> We copped it when we got back. It's just it just wasn't worth it. Right? It wasn't worth it. Oh, the pain, the pain. But look, short sessions are doable depending upon where you are, but generally speaking, you know, Partners get bored and um, it's the, the best. Which is fair enough. Lift, if you're lift, not
2: into yeah. it, you're not into it. Yeah. And to stand there and watch or sit there
1: and watch is yeah. just, you can't, like, who wants to read a book and, and watch yeah. that kind of thing? It's just, yeah. it's yeah. no good. I remember a weekend um, and I hadn't been in Australia too long, but with Sam a couple of years and I joined Red Tag, probably been in Red Tag a year or so. They did a trip out to the lakes and um, I think I planned to do a day with Sam on the weekend. Sam's like, well, I'll just come with you. I was casting away all day and she was reading a book and walking the banks and, you know, seeing what was going on. And she walked behind me as I was on a back cast. I actually managed to hook her in the neck and on the forward cast broke my rod. So I was like so upset that I broke my rod. But then I was also like, oh, no, I've hooked Sam. So I was like this, like... I was like so angry with her. I'm like, why did you walk behind me and make me break my rod? But also I'm like, oh shit, I've hooked you in the neck and I've hurt you. Like, yeah, it was it was a shocking moment. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, more
2: concern for the rod than for Sam.
1: Well, it honestly. was kind of, honestly, probably 50-50. You know? I must admit, that's a horrible thing to say. It reminds
3: me of me doing that, not with my partner, but with a friend of mine, Eddie. Uh, we were fishing a particular river and I, I caught him on the back cast. Which is not unusual to do, mm. but I actually the fly actually went through his earlobe, right through. right through the <laughs> earlobe, and it was a raw wolf earring he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> he panicked a little bit. He said, "Don't worry, I'll just pull it out. It was fine." I tell you, it just remind me of that. I'd imagine the
2: earlobe would have a fair bit of elasticity about it too. Did it come out very easy, or was it a bit springy?
3: It was, I. Pulled it out pretty quickly, so, yeah. It's, uh, hands, know, of hand, hands of a <laughs> surgeon. Hands of a surgeon. Magic fingers. Yeah. Max. <clears throat> the other thing, with, if you're taking the, the, your partner along, uh, a day spa is a good thing. Ah, yeah. Okay, so they, they get booked into, you know, somewhere nice and luxurious or shopping.
1: <laughs> well, you know, like obviously um, Millbrook and Wilderness Fly Fishing, they've both got really nice lu- uh, lodges, luxury lodges. So if you did want a, a weekend at Millbrook, um, accommodation together, that you know, the, the cabins are quite nice. And also um, Scotty from Wilderness, he's got that lovely lodge at Marysville too.
2: I feel like the ultimate might be having uh, – doing those trips with a mate. You know, yeah. the mate can fly fish, uh, you know, your partner can – can do their thing uh, together. That that way that loneliness
1: doesn't start to creep in. Yeah, so two couples together, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that would be good. And I think those lodges are big enough for that, so Mm. yeah, that might be worth doing it.
3: I'm off tomorrow for three or four days and my partner decided... To come along <laughs> Oh really Max so, uh, Now you're said, fishing then She said I'll bring a lot of magazines Oh maybe not <laughs> You'll be out <laughs> fishing with, uh, with Elsa and Kyle, <laughs> 24-7 Yeah So uh, She could sense What was going to happen She knew what was going to happen Considering I haven't Fished for a while So um, Yeah So I'll be spending A lot of time on the water I couldn't even Tempt her with my cuisine Oh wow So there you go mm, Yeah Jeez So there's a big snub
1: Oh, Her loss a loss. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll still cook amazing meals.
3: I'll still be cooking some great things, absolutely.
2: And a bit of time with Elsa and Kale down there?
3: Yeah, they've, they're uh, just, uh, I think they're flying back from Tassie as we speak. Right, so they've
2: both been down there. That's right. Having a bit of fun. And fishing. catching,
3: doing some great fishing. I think it's the northeast of the island, somewhere up there. Yeah. Uh, continuing to catch some, you know, great looking trout. I mean, they look like the one and a half to two and a half pound fish. Yeah. What, and I've got to query them about, about this, but they're just catching a lot of trout in the estuaries over there. And they're not sea-run trout, they're the local trout. Mm. So they're getting the occasional, occasional good-sized brim, but but catching a fair number of, uh, of trout. So, um, yeah, I just want to know a little bit more about that. yeah. The,
2: um, um, yeah, we might have to get, I, I guess, someone down there in Tassie, like Christopher Bassano, or someone would be great to talk to just to yeah, find out yeah, yeah. more about these. Well, they, they call them slob fish down there, I think, mm-hmm. the resident fish because they they're always there. Yeah. Um, presumably, there's a, a an abundance of, uh, what, well, they crayfish or yabbies down there, and, and Lots other of yabbies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so maybe those there's just that much food there for them, and then they switch onto that white bait when it's prevalent mm-hmm. and become a pretty easy target on a fly rod maybe
3: yeah yeah for sure, for
2: mm. sure. but no it, it seems that tassie has so many of those rivers that flow out into the ocean that are, are full of, of good sized fish
3: i'm not a tassie expert but i know a lot of people fish uh, tassie for the lakes and they're well renowned for the lakes and some of the best lake fishing in the world But I think there's some pretty good river fishing in Tassie as well.
2: Definitely. And probably maybe this time of year has some more unique river fly fishing opportunities, Um, like what you're talking about with the the sea runners and the resident fish, but also uh, floodwater fishing. You know, like when these rivers are are that high that the water pushes out into the backwaters and it becomes... uh, polaroiding and tailing fish with um a lot of worms and things finding its way into the river itself around those edges uh that can be as good as sight fishing as you're probably going to experience anywhere in the world
3: very exciting very exciting
2: seems that the locals really have a well some of the locals have a really good handle on that style of fishing and i walked um in the limited time i had down there i walked the uh the mersey actually um Found a spot on Google Earth that I thought, oh, okay, you know, there's a few bends there. Hopefully there's a, a, some water that's conducive to backwaters. But I walked for, jeez, I reckon must have covered maybe 5Ks, like a fair, like I was just borderline jogging. Because it otherwise it's high brown water. It's yeah. unfishable. You know, you just got to find these backwaters and that's sort of where they'll be. Um, But didn't find any water conducive to it. So I think a bit of local knowledge knowing where these backwaters form um, and, you know, maybe looking at river heights a little more intensively to try and figure out uh, when to go um, because it's probably pretty short windows. Mm. But anyone that's across Instagram and social media is no doubt being... been seeing some of these early season river fly fishing um opportunities down there in tassie and it's uh man it's pretty it's you know makes your mouth draw
3: absolutely (laughs) absolutely Mm.
1: well i had another blank this week (laughs) yeah well two in a row now um i hope it's not good but i got a new rod I got an Orvis Helios 3D six weight and wanted to take it to Devil Bend uh, and try and catch an EP or a trout. and actually saw some trout rising, which is pretty rare, really, for down there. Out of fair way, are they in- There was a couple that were, you know, if you walked round um, and you waded out a fair bit, you probably could have reached, but, yeah, they were out of my casting range for where I was fishing. But I fished to a spot that I usually catch a few EPs, so I know that there's fish in the, in the area that I was, and... Um, uh, I had all of the weather. I had it all. I had uh, it's absolutely torrential rain, wind, uh, and everything. But I was rugged up, completely sealed in in my waders and that new um, G three jacket that I just got. Mate, you've been jacket.
2: splashing some cash around. Well, I owed the till still. Some cash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Um, um, but yeah, I was sealed up, and I was actually quite nice out there, just sitting, you know, waist deep water, uh, rain, absolutely humbling down and just uh, flicking a new rod that casts so well and uh, that no, was good. But um, yeah, I actually had a really good time out there and it uh, was fishing away, got there at five in the morning in the dark, uh, parked the car in the car park, uh, got it, probably got off the water about nine, nine thirty, maybe ten o'clock and uh, to my surprise there was about a hundred people watching me walk up the bank and there was a fun run on. <laughs> So the car you had park an audience. Yeah, I did. And everyone's looking at you know, me walking uh, from the water back up towards the car park and uh people oh, what was there any fish out there, you know. you know I didn't really so want So you, to you to see. had
3: to tell a hundred people that you blanked. Well yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs>
1: I just said, oh yeah, some fish moving out there and just carried on walking and um, anyway, got in my car and uh, there was cars everywhere and it took me about 20 minutes just to get out the car park. Just you know, the car park probably holds 20 cars and there would have been hundreds of people doing this run. So there was cars all up the street, all on the dirt road, parked on the banks and, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was good. It was good to be out there and then a bit of a surprise when I left.
2: (laughs) Isn't it a shame that we have to share these places with other pastimes, you know, hobbies? Well
1: <laughs> you know I think you know I think it's great um you know most times when you go down there, it's pretty quiet, maybe a couple of people using the the barbecues up there it's a beautiful spot actually mm. and I've caught plenty of fish out of there it's it's the, the EPs are definitely a bit easier than the trout the trout are pretty tricky
2: yeah and you you live i guess east of the city it's a pretty easily accessible place to go
1: yeah, well, for me it's about eleven minute drive, so it's it's good, but um anyone on the east side or, or Mornington Peninsula side it's definitely worth a look um 11 minutes. You can't get from More A Street to Clarendon Street in that time. <laughs> you can't. And, you know, no, it's pretty good. Straight on the freeway uh, down there and, and hop off and, yeah, I'm there. Unreal. Um, any other reports?
2: No.
0: I don't fish anymore. I I do. Peter's just celebrated his yeah. 19th birthday. I <laughs> know oh, now. it's <laughs> going to be a lot of happy birthdays. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. You're just
2: going to take a few moments to sing him happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to listen to that. No. Um,
0: but no fishing on your birthday, mate. What's with that? Uh, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> and talking about birthdays aren't about you, though. No? That's true. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> instead of fishing, we spent the night at Crown. Um, did a lot of fishing in my dreams, but... I'll be heading out on Friday to
1: So More of a big city bright lights kind of guy by the sounds.
0: Need lots of disco lights (laughs) to get me going. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um,
1: Good, mate. We have (laughs) another employee like that that works here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I'll
0: be fishing on Friday at Tullaroop though, Um, I think. I'll try to convince someone to come with me so I'm not so lonely fishing a lake by myself. But that's been fishing really well with some really good reports.
1: We actually need you here on Friday so I can go fishing.
0: It kind
2: of sounds like you stopped working on Fridays just so you can fish Fridays.
0: No, that was for
1: uni. But you're not not working uni. uni. (laughs) You just quit uni, mate. (laughs) Anyway,
2: so we'll let him have the fishing day because, you know. That's my fishing day too, actually, on Friday as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Andrew, and you're
2: gonna be by yourself. It just means that we're going to be expecting a very in-depth report yeah, next week's yeah. behind the counter. Yeah, yeah. So and and
1: anyone listening to this, and if this comes out before Friday, which it probably won't, don't come in on Friday because Andrew's on his <laughs> own. <No. laughs> I'm on my own. Everyone else is fishing.
3: You're off as well, are you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to Ilden to fish for cod. Oh. Where have you been the last, like, three weeks? <laughs> no, no, I, I thought you That's were going That's literally out. all he's talked about yeah. for about three weeks. He hasn't weeks. been doing How any
3: work. <laughs> well, I'll switch off. I should switch off. I have to resist. Hi, Max. Straight through the door. Hi, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Just white noise. Yeah. How
2: was your weekend? White noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but,
1: yeah, fishing predictions, maybe, guys. What, what, what do you think is going to happen? What, uh, well... I don't know about predictions, but, uh, you know, I'm going to head to Ilden on Friday. You'll be there Saturday, and uh, it looks good. There's been some great uh, Murray Cod being pulled out of of Ilden, so, you know, it would be unbelievable if we cracked one fish, you know. Yeah, um, that's all it takes. That's it, yeah. So um, it's an option. It's a great winter option, and the guys that put a bit of time in, they get rewarded. Been very slow, I think, with the reports from the lakes uh, this week. Um, Yeah, we we, haven't heard a lot. We had
2: had Josh – shout out to Josh if you're listening – who came in, he just fished Moorable this morning and saw a couple of fish move but didn't do any good, so – you know, I'm, I'm sure for those that put the time in, they're, they're yeah. having success.
1: Mitch, he got uh, quite a nice fish maybe a week or so ago at Tullaroop. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scotty got a fish at well. That was a big well. fish at Tullarock. Yeah, yeah,
0: you'd yeah. Be, I'll be happy with that. One of them on Friday definitely.
1: Yeah, I've heard. Uh,
2: did get a report from some decent sized rainbows coming out of Tullaroop as well. So presumably they're probably in some of the deeper water, but maybe a fast sinking line would get those fish. But they're Parent big.
1: beat as well. With the tiger, still seems to be. Yep. They don't seem to be phased at all by... Yeah. They don't switch off. They seem to be feeding all, all yep. year round. And
2: only two weeks until opening.
0: Yeah.
3: So, look, they're, um, they're forecasting another very wet uh, spring and summer, so we're going to have lots of rain. The river's going to uh, keep being healthy and some great fishing between the rain. So And I think the lakes will, will uh, continue to fish very, very well. So, climatically, we've had just two or three absolutely spectacular seasons when it comes to trout. So yeah. no need to go to New Zealand. We've got it right here in Victoria.
2: I think a, s- a few people will still go to New Zealand. I think they might. <laughs> plenty of people are still going. Yeah, there. I think uh, Owen River Lodge may be fully booked for yeah. this summer sure. now. So um, yeah, they're, they're no doubt going to be inundated with uh, keen Aussie fly fishers um, that are
1: getting down there to do some damage. We have had a few friends come back from Weeper. Yes. Um, and uh, I think they said it hadn't been particularly good the last kind of six months, I think, but, like, it's a fish farm up there. They caught everything they wanted to, but, yeah, so... A lot of tuna
2: around too, is that right?
1: Yeah, lots of tuna, um, yeah, in between the sharks, and, um, yeah, there was permit caught, and, and yeah, there was was some good numbers of... There was good fish caught, but not massive numbers of, of those flat species, I think. Yeah, no, I think the,
2: the fishing weeper way will only get better and better over the next month or two. So yeah, when I'm in there in October, it'll be perfect. Mm. <laughs> I think right. there's been touchwood, touchwood,
1: un- <laughs> un- unseasonable rains up there. Yeah, you know and it's meant to be the dry season and it's still pretty wet. El Nino, that'll do it. And I guess should we do that one? If you could pick anywhere to fish in Victoria, where'd you fish? Maybe Max. If you could pick anywhere to go in Victoria, where'd you go?
3: Well, where I'm going tomorrow be the ways, yeah cool and then looking forward to the river openings even though i generally get on the rivers a little bit later but um, as conditions allow in a couple of weeks i'll be out uh, fishing the margins with nymphs uh, in some of the local rivers near melbourne Uh, the other place i'd love to go is maybe uh, sort of eastern victoria at some point you only get to pick one buddy I, yeah. don't, I want it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, It's funny, isn't where it? Where would
1: be the one place you'd want to go if you could go anywhere and it's three places?
3: <laughs> well, it's all three. I can't, can make, can't make up.
2: <laughs> um, I reckon maybe uh, Lake Wartook. I'd love to get to Wartook right, right now. Beautiful lake to fish. Um, it'd have good water levels. No doubt a lot of fish moving, but it's that extra yep. bit to dry. But if I could pick anywhere yep. and I could teleport myself there right now, that's where I'd be like you peter uh
0: lake ties probably you and i've been speaking about this for ages ross but while it's open to the uh ocean like and really open it's just got heaps of different fish species in there and the brim are down lower in the lower reaches of the two arms lake ties has two rivers that flow into it and it just looks amazing from the reports not so much fly reports but you know they're all catchable fish yeah they're there so
2: for the brim it fishes better with
0: uh, with yeah, it open with it open, and at this time of year too they're down lower in the river and yeah. big estuary perch and you'll get like snapper pinkies coming into there, good size pinkies and um silver trevally uh sat salmon from you know the real little ones the slightly bigger ones flathead too like yeah yeah flathead, flathead not so much at this time of year but yeah. as it warms up in that lake if it stays open it'll be fantastic and yeah. big ones like you get your meat of flathead there yeah
2: wicked it,
1: yeah yeah, no, awesome. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a bit boring because I've been looking forward to it for so long, probably 12 months since the last trip. I'm pretty keen to get up to Eildon. And if I could teleport anywhere right now, it would probably be straight there. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Cod on the brain. The yeah. great thing about
2: Eildon and, and fly fishing for Cod, I reckon, is that expectation is always zero. It's yes. like... You know, there's always that we might catch something, that might factor is what gets you there. And it only
1: takes one fish for it to be the best trip of your life. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I think, you know, we will be, be you, me, uh, another friend of the fly fishers and Cam McGregor, and I think with that many rods and lines in the water and all the technology and the boats and everything we're taking up there, then, you know, I, I feel like something's going to happen. A
2: severe lack of expertise, though.
3: <laughs> 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 That's why I got Cam McGregor there. That's it. You
1: need someone that knows his shit.
2: Yeah, he does, yeah. No. Cam will be... Uh, and I think we'll probably try and sit him down for a for a feature-length one. Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be good to have a bit of a chat to Cam because no one understands Cod better than he does. No, that's it. Maybe his wife, Katie. Yeah,
1: PhD in like yeah. Cod and carp or something like that. Yeah. Sorry, wow. Cam,
2: you don't know as much as Katie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but together, you're a formidable force. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right, uh, flies of the week. Everyone's favourite favorite fly this week. Oh, this is always hard, isn't it?
1: Max, you're going to struggle with this, mate. You're only allowed to pick one. Just one? <laughs> yeah, Just one fly. Can I go first? I've actually got what I want to say. Yeah. All right. It's a rotten carrot. What is. And <laughs> so we're talking flies of the week? Yeah, it's like.
0: Oh. Is that like a carrot fly?
1: No, it's not. It's oh. a new fly that we picked up from somewhere in Eastern Europe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Finland. We get them. Yeah, we do. We get yeah, them from, it's from Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. From it's, a, it's a. It, it's kind of. I guess it kind of looks a bit like a deceivery flat wing, but it's got some synthetics in there. It's its own thing, and it's uh, used for pike. But oh, it's going to be an awesome cod fly. Definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Real dark. A predator fish fly. Yeah, yeah it is it big. Is. Big six zero yeah. hook. Yeah.
1: yeah. A fun fly yeah That's so it's, it's got like a, an orange the most of the body's orange with like a black brush head they like orange yeah. hackles out the back orange yeah, feathers cool. with a synthetic black brush head they're
2: beautifully tied too you they know are. you see a lot of those bigger predator flies and you get the proportions right it is unbelievably difficult. I think Al Simpson, of all the people that have seen tie fly, he is the only guy that really gets it perfect. Yeah, and but he works hard on it. He does. But these is a commercially tied fly. They are on point,
1: really nice looking flies. Um, they are on the website they're too on the website. if people want yeah. to look at them. Yeah, There's a few in that range, but yeah, the Rotten Carrot stand out probably because of the name and the colour.
3: Yeah, nice.
1: Uh, Who's next?
3: I'm going to choose. We were talking about New Zealand a minute ago, and probably a fly that's most successful for me in New Zealand when I'm nymphing is what we just call a scruffy, which is basically a really messy, scruffy, unweighted nymph. Could be seals, fur, could be any sort of material. Looks ugly, it looks scruffy, but uh, suspended underneath a weighted nymph, uh, if you're indicator fishing, it is absolutely deadly. And we've got quite a few flies here that resemble that, actually. Yeah. So anybody heading over uh, over to that side of the world, um, suspending a scruffy nymph underneath a a weighted works wonderfully well.
2: It's funny you say that. That's, you know, my most fond memories, I reckon, of New Zealand are are doing that exact technique and seals fur. Anything with seals fur has that kind of bugginess because it's so hard to dub with. You Mm. can't actually dub a tight body with seals fur just has straggly bits everywhere and it seems the more the fly gets chewed up the better it fishes absolutely yeah. which goes against everything really it? like yeah. you know you
0: everyone ties of, these pretty oh, yeah. perfect tight instagram worthy exactly. that's yeah. funny because when fishing dry flies like the more a stimulator gets eaten the more fish it catches for me yeah. personally it might float might not float as well but the fish love it i mean nature's not perfect yeah well true. it is but you know <laughs> <laughs> not everything <laughs> in nature. yeah, not everything in nature looks perfect, so yeah
3: well no, the the fish are predatory that also go for something that they think is um injured yeah, that's or something. right so um sometimes a disabled looking fly uh does catch fish
0: for sure, your
2: favorite and go you know because I like to to pick something seasonal, I'm going to go a green machine, um. We have some in the fly bins here called an Eyed Green Machine, which is just an adaption of the, um, the Bill Beck Green Machine, uh, designed on Little Pine Lagoon there by the late Bill Beck. Um, but they're, they're basically the same, just with a nice holographic eye on it. And that little bit of epoxy work just gives it a nice sink rate, um, tied on a nice sort of heavy-duty hook. But yeah, that is a dynamite fly to be stripping around at this time of year on the lakes.
3: Speaking of flies, oh sorry, sort of interrupt. You can't we, pick we, another one, Max. Well, I'm going yeah, we'll to go. pick. I'm going to pick ten thousand of them because <laughs> we had a, we had a delivery. You last. basically did. You, you <laughs> picked a scruffy and then said it could be any colour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we had
3: a delivery last week, and it came in a box which would have been I don't know fifty centimetres by fifty centimetres, <laughs> and I won't tell you the invoice cost of that box, but I I calculated the invoice cost. And then divided a per by the wholesale price of the fly, and then the retail price of the fly. And I think I impact about eight thousand flies. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got all in a morning's work at the fly. Oh all in sure. a morning's <laughs> work. <laughs> Monday morning. morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> morning. <laughs> so our, we've probably got the biggest range of uh, flies in Australia, I think. But um, we're just um, fully stocked and ready to go.
2: If uh unpacking eight thousand flies sounds like fun to you, um, just to just <laughs> we're hiring. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're if you're one of those people out there that's uh, you know, maybe had enough of their their day job and is looking for something a little more fun and fly fishing related, then uh, be sure to reach out to you us. You to be on a podcast. Shoot shoot yeah. us a resume. Yeah, you can be on a podcast, you can be famous just like us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can push the big red button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter made redundant. We're just trying to create a bit more competition here for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what? Anything else that uh, we need to... To I really want to say my favourite fly. Oh, yeah,
1: Peter hasn't done his favourite <laughs> fly yet. <laughs> Sorry. No, mate. just because I thought really hard
0: about this one after my orange head. So I'm,
1: and we're done. See you next week. <laughs> yeah,
0: press that big red button now.
2: You were busy talking on the phone the whole time. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were still with us. <laughs> <laughs> talking
0: um, about the, the thread work on Scott fly <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Um So my favourite fly this week is the Clink Duo from Fulling Mill. So that's a, basically a clink hammer with a high-vis post so you can see it really easily and a tippet ring tied onto the bend of the hook and it's a barbless hook so you can hang your dropper off that tippet ring instead of tying it onto the barb and it doesn't impede any sort of fish being able to bite the bend of the hook like you would tying it off the bend and you still get the advantage of a barbless hook and you can still run a dropper.
2: When you and I uh, went fishing on the private dams around uh, Ballarat... Uh, a little while back, yes. Remember that fish that ate your indicator? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been nice to have a clink? Do I yeah, would? On it? Yeah,
0: that's right. That's <laughs> very true.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we've all had fish bite an indicator at various yeah. times. We have, but this time he is a bit odd. Oh, it was crazy
0: though that eat. That, that was, was something weird. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but orange, you know, whether it's floating or you know yeah. presented perfectly, it seems to just get them angry. <laughs> in the
1: in the height of summer, a few years ago, before maybe four or five years ago, when we had all those big bushfires up around Jamison, we had a red tag trip up there, and we had to just we were all we were there, we were up there, we were camping on the upper Goulburn around Woods Point, and we had to keep moving campsites because the fire was getting closer to us. Yeah, and we ended up um uh, being on the we ended up having to come literally all the way back most of the way to Melbourne. Ended up camping on the Big River near Enochs Point, and I went out with a um. A big, um, had a big ball of that loon bio strike putty. Oh, yeah, as an indicator, and I had a nymph on, and I probably should have fished dry fly and cast out and. Probably one of the biggest river fish I've seen in there—a pound, pound and a half—came up and ate that, but obviously no hook in there, and that was that just ruined me for the rest of the trip. <laughs> no, it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and I just could not fish properly for the rest of the trip. <laughs> and I took a guy out that um, was like an adamant wet waiter, like he's like, "Oh, I don't, I'm not going to pay the money for waiters." And I go, "Mate, when we go, we go pretty hard." And uh, mate, after by lunch, he was blue. <laughs> he was completely blue, and it was like. 40 degrees air temp, right? And there was fires everywhere. It was smoky. But the water's cold. Yeah. And you're in that water up to your waist. And Big River's deep up there.
2: It is. There's no really getting out of the river to make your way up the bank either because
0: it's such rugged,
1: you know, no. country.
0: There's no way of getting out Yeah,
1: That's it was, the was toughest rugged. country I've fished in, in that yeah, area. That's, yeah. yeah,
0: the thickest, I reckon. Yeah.
1: And it's deep, deep there too. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know. I, I fished
3: that in May in thermals and waders. Like I froze, nonetheless. It's a, it's a fairly steep valley. So yeah, the sun that, that's just funny. doesn't hit the water. Yeah. So, yeah, not a place to go um, for the faint household.
2: Uh So if you need waders, you get free boots at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Get your waders from the fly fisher. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I hear these people say, uh, I always think of that story, like every time when I hear people say, oh, you know, I don't need waders. I uh, only wear... Yeah, maybe they're only fishing for an hour or two when they go, I don't know. But yeah, he was adamant that he didn't need them. And he was, he was blue, like literally in the middle of summer in 40 degrees. <laughs> Poor flag. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Are oh,
0: we, yeah, we covered everything.
1: Well, we were going to talk about those Challenger air vents. Oh we?
2: yeah. Do you want to cover them? Yeah. Then. yeah. Um, gear we fish. So yeah. uh, Sims Challenger air vent shoes. Uh, Roscoe you got a, a pair
1: just before your trip to Albany right? Yeah we took a pun on them right We mm. just um, we were looking at We couldn't get the um, Sims flat sneakers Yeah uh, That was out of stock at the time And we'd left everything till the last minute uh, We'd get a couple of pairs of those And yeah thought we'd give them a go Comfy as, hey. Yeah. Drain the water really well, in and out of the boats. No skippers got upset that we used them inside the boat either. Non Yeah, those non-skid soles, they're kind of, yeah. And where they wouldn't allow the other clients that had like Orvis or Sims wading boots, they wouldn't let them on the boat with those on, um, but they didn't say anything to us, hey.
2: No, no, they are good. Um, And price well too, for what they are, you know. I think not everyone is doing a flats fishing trip every week. So, you know, sometimes these, these sorts of expenses are, are good to keep to a minimum. and yeah. What, are,
1: 180 Under 159 bucks, and then these flat sneakers were like 350 or something like that. So yeah. massive saving. Half it the is, price, yeah. more than half the price. Um,
2: obviously not the same level of durability and ruggedness that you'd get out of a flat sneaker, um, but a great pair of shoes and perfect for when you're not doing a, a heap of waiting and spending a fair bit of time on a boat.
1: Yeah, well, just uh, I think we did one trip and looking at the wear on them, pretty good. Still look fairly new, but I reckon you'd easily get, you know, maybe five trips out of those. Definitely. Um, so if you did five trips a year to a tropical saltwater destination, you'd be you'd be sweet. Yeah, they're pretty rugged.
2: Like that Albany wading around those rocks, they're they're pretty sharp and aggressive. Yeah, you know, and you so. like
1: sunk into the coral. Yeah. Uh, and we had to do a bit of rock climbing when the tide was high, and <laughs> we pushed them like we we well tested. We tested them well. Yeah, definitely. We did a lot of wading as well as in the boats.
2: Yeah, um, so yeah, great product to check yeah. out if you're doing that sort of trip. Um, this is going to become hopefully a bit of a, a regular thing that we might put into the yeah, gear the that counter. we've actually yeah. used, yes. used and tested. Yeah, and we liked it. Yeah, maybe just those odd products that you haven't really thought about so much.
0: That's it. We done? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, guys,
2: thanks for listening. Um, yeah and uh, yeah hope you can tune into the next one
3: bye happy fishing